Yeah. What's going on, everybody? You are now tuned in to Views from the Two with your boy, Sean Pesos. And as always, it's your main man, Chi. What's going on, my brother? <laughs> I had a... Had an eventful weekend? If you want to say eventful. Interesting. Yes, I'll say interesting. The word of the day. How about you? Weekend was cool. You know, went to the movies. Seen a great movie. I'll get into that in a second. Okay. But yeah, everything was cool. No real complaints. Weather was straight for the most part. See, you have no complaints, but I do. Okay, we'll get to that. We will. <laughs> but first, let's give ourselves a little pat on the back here. And why are we, why are we giving ourselves this... As of January 10th, 2019, when we first kicked this thing off, it has now been a year, seeing as today is January 13th of 2020. Should I do my uh, Griselda ad-lib right now? (laughs) Yeah, it's been a year, man. It's just flew by. It's really been a year. And I was wondering, Mm -hmm. because... I remember. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Can we technically count it as a year because we took some time off? It's still a year. Fuck it, I'm going. It's still a year. <laughs> like even though, even though, yes, we took two months, three months off, whatever. It still has been a year. Right. You True. know. True. It's just like okay, I take time off of doing a wrestling joint, but I know every WrestleMania. Right. It's the year. Right. You right. You know. So that's. It's my just want to put devil's advocate real quick because some of you like you niggas took two months <laughs> off. Matter man, we we didn't kill it. Nah, we nah. didn't. We said we'll be back. Nah, we definitely did. So, man, I, I listen. I I can't believe that it's a year. And of, you brought it to my attention. I didn't even realize it. It's been a year for us doing this dynamic dual tag team shit. Right, <laughs> Hall and Nash. Right. So, because I know for one, mm-hmm. me and you, we kind of didn't want to do it. No, originally. no, this shit wasn't even a plan. It wasn't even in the stratosphere. It wasn't. It was one of those like, eh, we'll fuck with it. Right. Let's just, let's see. just see. And then, you know. Shit happened. Shit hit the fan. Right. changed. And we were kind of forced to like keep doing, keep going. Right. We're not really forced. But you know what, though? Mm-hmm. I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. Nah, because this shit definitely, it definitely got me in my podcasting bag because at the time it was curtains right, for what I was doing anyway. So I was like, as I said last week, I was, you know, kind of in limbo. So when this year, I'm like, okay, I'm still really totally new to this podcasting thing, even though I'm a podcast fanatic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like set me. See, there's a difference of being a podcast fanatic mm-hmm. and then- and being, then actually doing it. Being yeah. a creator and a host. Yeah, but see, with that, me being a podcast fanatic, I was able to study others. Right. Like, okay, this is how they do it. Let me try to incorporate that somehow and make it work for me. And that's what we did. You know, I know for me being the consultant of like just podcast and then just me being the person that has studied and learned about the ins and outs of just broadcasting and everything. I know that the prep and and all this. So just to see you kind of invest more 
Oh, I had to. This is you a, know, this is a fight or flight. <laughs> you know, and and just to see the the growth and everything that you're doing. You know, I would be reminisced if I don't uh, salute you for that. I appreciate that. You know, but you know, you kept the shit floating. Listen, made some connections. <laughs> you probably was like, I don't know how this shit about to go, but fuck it, we going. You you have to. You know, it's it's. I mean, because I'm not gonna lie. At one point, I was like, okay, this shit kind of dead. I'm not completely done with it, but if shit like dies today and it never comes back, I can go focus on doing something else. Right. I mean, I got to credit certain people that influenced it. One of the biggest people is Steve Harvey and just talking about taking that jump. Yeah. You know, not being afraid. And if you fall, everybody fails. Right. You know, that's the greatest. Yeah. That's the greatest lesson. That's the greatest teacher is failure. So I decided, you know, let's continue to go on with it because, I mean, we're not going to go on this whole entire thing. But everybody knows, (laughs) everybody knows pretty much where the where it was. If y'all want to know, I think it was episode five we spoke about it. Yeah, we did an episode about it. And then I think we did another one maybe about it. No, no. We was like, for me, it was one and done. I think you might have said something after that because some things had transpired after that. Yeah. You, you had to get it off your chest. Yeah. So that's just it. I mean, I contribute like the, the Steve Harvey's of the world just for his motivational speeches that he does mm-hmm. from time to time and just listening to certain people like certain podcasts and being around certain people. Like I have to give a, a shout out to my brother and his for the love of team, because mm-hmm. when I see how they work. Mm-hmm. And being there, being present, seeing how they, right, seeing Mm -hmm. how they prep and they get everything set up and they have a team and they have certain people that have certain roles. And all my brother and Tamara is, they're just the host. Mm -hmm. You know, they have people like you have Nikita. She's kind of like the brains. She's the one that's quote unquote producer. Yeah. She's the one that's kind of overseeing everything. You know, Nas is kind of like the one that's kind of coming up with the ideas or writing out the topics and trying to structure it, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you have, um, Fatu who does the, yo, we need a fucking team. Right. (laughs) Cause we do all this ourselves. (laughs) Right. I don't mean, I mean, for me personally, I'm like, I like that's, being creative for me. Right. And I get to hear other people's input. So I'm like, okay, cool. But at the same time, look at the weight that's on. I don't mind it though. Me personally. I know, but see, okay, I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. Saturday, Mm -hmm. when you text me about the headliner. Yeah. Okay. So Saturday you text me about the headliner and that was literally like when I told you what I, what I did with it was I went back Pulled that art, like pulled that up mm-hmm. on the Adobe that I use mm-hmm. and went to the predictions part when y'all started talking. Mm-hmm. But because y'all were talking about other topics within the prediction, yeah, I had to like kind of chop and 
maneuver some of the... And see, I was doing that Saturday with mm-hmm. another program, but by the time I got done with it, one, we had to go because we you know had somewhere to be. Right. And two, the games had already started. So I'm like, okay, I'll just attack it next week. Yeah. So, I mean... But so in that aspect, yeah, we need somebody to do that part of it. Right. Because you want, it's like, and we, we've talked about this offline, like we want to have somebody that's going to be the social media person, right? right. The person that's going to deal with the social media aspect of it. You know, we can put out the, the content and then they just take the content and then create whatever they need to create, like create the headliners, create the post and put it out there. Right. You know, and that's kind of like seeing that structure from our brother's team. It's like, okay, I see that Mm -hmm. seeing my mentor and seeing his team and seeing his work because his work is just. Yes. Wow. No, me and him are one in the same. Mm -hmm. Like I and I told him that we were sitting there talking one day and I told him, I said, your work ethic is like mine and you have to understand like you have to understand because you have a well team. If I had this team, I would trust in them to get the job done because obviously I put them in that position because I trust in them. Right. You have to kind of relinquish and trust in business is hard to have. It is. But if you have a team that has shown that they're willing to be there and willing to be like, yo, I got you no matter what, like just say the word, just, just go. Right. So that's, well, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Right solely, now it's a grind. Slowly but surely we will get there. I mean, I will put it to you like this. I will say by middle of the year, I would like to have a team. Yeah. I was shooting for summertime. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Cause you got to think people are more available. Right. You know, we, we people go actually have a sit down, have a conversation. Right. So, so that's yeah. looking more towards summertime to have a solid team. But yeah, it's been a year. Year one. Of many more. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so you don't be on, like, you're on social media, but you kind of just go about, Truth you, you told, navigate you navigate through it. Truth be told, I'm on social media to one, promote, and then check on my memories. That's pretty much it. You you navigate, you go, you know exactly where you need to go this and there. So you didn't see my stories. I said this episode mm-hmm. is probably going to be the most personal and darkest episode to date. On your end. Yes. Are we going back in time? Yes and no. Okay. Well, let's see how this goes. Okay. But first, <laughs> I like to, you know, speak on something that I saw over the weekend. Over the weekend, me and my girl went to see Just Mercy, the movie with Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. Great movie. Which is based on a true story, correct? Correct. Okay. Powerful movie. But Jamie Foxx had a few lines in there that stuck with me. He said, one, because this is based in the state of Alabama, that Somebody coming from the north, coming down here, ruffling the way of life that, quote unquote, white people have, you know, made and conquered, for lack Mm -hmm. of a better term. You can't come down there and do that. You're going to ruffle feathers. And as a black man, black person, you're born guilty. Damn. Yeah. Before you even get a chance to explain anything, you're born guilty. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not going to spoil the movie, but those two lines stuck out to me, especially the born guilty part, being that we're both black. Shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) damn so that made me think like born guilty we technically in America we are born guilty and we never really get a fair trial and if we do get a fair trial and if we get off we're still held guilty in the court of public opinion right like a who's a good example of that that was cleared and still gets shitted on Kobe that's one (laughs) 
<laughs> Ray Lewis is another. Yeah. Michael Jackson is another. I was going to throw Michael out there. R. Kelly, he's guilty. He did that shit. Bruh. Oh no 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 no! I know that motherfucker's guilty. No, I was about to. I was. I was about to throw OJ out there. Oh, he did it the first time. No, but <laughs> first time, yeah, and, and he, the second time. I'm gonna say he did it the second time. So no, too. he's not a part of that group. No. Okay, okay, no, not at all. But yeah, that born guilty part just stuck with me. Like, how do you have a child in the world that says you're guilty of a crime, even if you're not? Even if you have receipts of like, hey, I was here at this specific time, mm-hmm. but you still. Throw me in jail. Like, how do you navigate? I mean, I know we've navigated it to this point. I always. You go in the heart. Here we go. <laughs> Harking. I always harken back that's, that's to. That's the new, uh, new season. Right. I always harken back to my church mm-hmm. and my bishop and his service that he had during Black History Month. And during Black History Month, he made this reference to how we everybody knows where human life originated from the motherland and he brought up how when when children rebel against their parents they do all these things right mm-hmm. they start going crazy and doing all this stuff but when they hear the voice of their parents yelling at them they crumble and they get scared mm-hmm. and he says that's why like in a sense, white people get That's nervous. That's why I hate. And, and like, let's disclaimer: this is not all white people. No, it's not. But I'm just saying you had to throw that out there because yes, you know, because people and, are sensitive. And, and let's just throw this out here too, because one of the things that we I want to kind of stress to people is our podcast is our thoughts and our opinions, and it's open to everybody. You can agree, yes. you can disagree, yes, whatever. But it's our opinion, right? Like. You don't have to like what we have to say, but it's our opinion. And I'm open for any type of conversation. As am I. <laughs> so when when people, when he said that, mm-hmm. and then you're saying like, you know, we're, we're born to be guilty. Well, if you look at the history, police were enforced in our system due to you know, slavery due to them feeling like they needed to control. And then when the Ku Klux Klan kind of disassembled and kind of was done, they weren't Which really they iron. They just they weren't really they just done. Went, they just went in a different the, route. They went to the police force. They went to the be become the police, become the lawyers, become the judge. Become the people in power. Yes. Because now you control their fate and their destiny. Right. So let's not get too deep. It's we're we're not we're not we're not going to get deep with that one. Let's just say that much. No. We're not going to get deep with this movie. I do plan on seeing it. It was something that's on my list of movies to see. Probably say probably after I see Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Michael B. killed the role. He definitely killed the role. I like Michael B. Jordan. Oh, he about to button this one. No, no, <laughs> Stair- no stairs. No, I like Michael B. There's other people that. If they are listening to this podcast, I guarantee you they're going to laugh because he knows who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He hates Michael B. Jordan. He's like, terrible actor. And I'm like... Is he really, though? He's Is like, there a reason behind it? He's like, he pretty much has the same kind of like... Facial expressions? Did he say facial expressions? Or did he just say like, he's just... it's he's His demeanor doesn't change. Right. Something like that. Okay. I mean... Given his role, his demeanor isn't supposed to change. I mean, listen. 
Killmonger was one thing. Right. Which was, he loved. He he loved Killmonger. That was an anomaly. Right. Just Mercy is a time period piece. Mm-hmm. So can't really be too outrageous there. Right. Fruitvale Station is a innocent man's story. Right. So you can't really play that any differently. Right. And I fucked with him with Creed. Right. Which is another <laughs> quote unquote story. You know, so, I, I mean, what do, you, what do you expect from the man? But if what I'm hearing is true, I would love to see this because apparently him and Denzel have a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have something coming up in the you know works. What's funny? My girl was just talking about Denzel the other day. Like, where's Denzel? We need a Denzel movie. We go. Denzel's been out here since like the 70s. Well, see, I, I think that we you can might. Chill now. I think we might get a Denzel movie, though, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. I think that I think Equalizer. Equalizer 2 is the last one, right? I think. But what I'm saying is I think Equalizer is set for a sequel or for a trilogy. Trilogy? Yeah. He's supposed to, he's supposed to, okay, if it's, if it's a trilogy like you say it is, I can see him grooming Michael B. Jordan if that was. No, no, I'm not saying that. Oh, that. that, I'm not saying that that's the movie. I can see him grooming somebody else. But I can say he, if they were to do the trilogy for Equalizer, I can see that. Because if you think about Equalizer, people are always comparing Equalizer and John Wick. Right. Like these two are like the old. Grumpy, disgruntled (laughs) killers. The elder statesmen that are like the killers. So The Batman in the later stages. Right. So it, it'll be interesting to see if that is true that Michael B and Denzel will do a movie together because that right there will probably, you know, we know it's going to be a drama. You, you never know. It, ha- it, it has to, either be, to be. Uh, it has to be a drama or action. One of the two. I guess if I had to choose, I'd rather see drama. Right. Because I wanted because I don't know if you've seen the Breakfast Club interview today with, with Will. Martin. Yeah, I saw it. OK. And when he, they brought up the crying scene from Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. James Avery. Mm-hmm. Right. And how James Avery had told Will to like focus, focus on, him. on him. And when he originally brought up that story, he didn't really get into detail on what he meant by focus on him. Mm-hmm. But then on the Breakfast Club interview, he did bring it up. He, he would did. bring it up how saying how he was focusing on him saying that, you know, think of me and think of how you're trying to make me proud. Right. And you keep failing at it. And you're disappointing me. Right. Draw from that disappointment. Is right. So it saying. will be interesting to see like Denzel teach Michael the ropes of like, yo, tap into this. Right. You know, type of thing. Man, I don't understand the hate with Michael B personally because he's been out since The Wire. Right. Like The Wire was like late 90s. Definitely was. I don't know. But that's Michael B. Jones. I mean, but that I, I think it might be for various different reasons why people are not fucking with Michael B. It could be the looks. Could, it could could it be the the who he's with? Because you know who's he with? Somebody that's not a black woman. I can tell you that. You know what? Just saying. You know what? I'm so glad that you said that. I'm so glad that you said that right now because that is the perfect, in a sense, segue into the next. Yeah. This. Right now, he's about to take over. I don't have any idea what's going on with the, this uh, next topic here. The meat and potatoes of this whole situation. Pause. So first off, I want to start this off by saying that over the weekend, I had a mental breakdown. Why you ain't hit me? I mean, I know you got a thing like I don't always need to hit you when it's right. going through shit. But right. dog, you know you could hit me. Pause. I understand that. I didn't talk to nobody about it. Okay. It was literally, I was, it was Saturday. I was 
fine throughout the day. And then within a split of a second, literally split of a second, it just got dark. Was it outside? Was Did something take place or you just, your mood changed? Uh, or was it just a myriad of things? It was a myriad of things. Okay. It was a whole bunch of stuff that was going on and energy. The in, I felt an energy shift. Mm-hmm. And the minute I felt it shift, it had me sitting back and I started to think about a whole bunch of shit. And, you know, that's one of my biggest flaws is the tendency that I have to overthink things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people say it's good. Like, oh, it's, it's you know, because whatever you're overthinking, eventually it does come to light. Yeah, but if you overthink a dead situation, what's the point of overthinking it? Right. So it had me starting to think of all this stuff that's going on within myself, but then also just all this stuff that's going on within the world. Mm-hmm. So you've seen the Kevin Hart Netflix special. I did. The Don't Fuck This Up. I did. Okay. And what what was your take on it? Mm, I mean, it was definitely damage control. He did fuck up. I don't know if he spent enough time admitting that he fucked up. But then again, and once you admit you fucked up, how many times do you need to say, I fucked up? Right. Before people actually like, okay, he admitted it wrong. Because if you overkill it, then it's like... Like, all right, we get it. Right. But I mean, I wasn't as upset as everybody else over a few comments that were made. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Now, what he did was foul. Right. And I'm definitely not condoning that at all. N- nobody's condoning what he did. Well, you ha- like, once again, you have to put things out in the open because people right. make their own assumptions when they don't hear you say a certain thing. I am so. See, this is why I love what we do. And that's why I love the the brotherhood and the connection that we have because you just lob shit up in the air. You know, I'm I'm Brian, I'm I'm D-Wade in Miami right now. And here I come with LeBron Dunk. So, do you mind if I play a clip for you? Are you expecting my reaction? Yes. <sighs> what Kelly used to say? Oh, here it go. Go ahead. Fuck it. In the middle of it, but everybody else is talking about it when they've seen it because it's called Don't Blank This Up. And he gets very candid about some of the controversial things that he's had to deal with in his whole career, including why he had to step down from the Oscars and his cheating scandal with his then pregnant wife, Aniko. So recently on an episode of the Joe Budden podcast, Joe said that he actually understands why Kevin cheated. And oh, check this out. (laughs) No, but in thinking about how hard he works like sometimes you're not on but for 10 seconds in the day for however many days mm-hmm. and I as a man can understand how that can be difficult <laughs> yo I got goosebumps I got every part of me so I'm gonna hold back my thoughts I wanna know ladies oh, how good. you feel about that comment Amanda so why your hand down like that I'm just looking at my teeth you ain't find anything in there girl cause it's all bad think about it though I think it's hysterical I think I mean just him stopping and saying the part about like you know how hard he works like <laughs> does, does the working affect his integrity his moral standing his moral confidence I don't think it does one they chose to play a certain part of the clip thank two, you 
too. They he said way more before they, that. I'm so glad you said that. That's another thing I came away from this with. He works really hard. I can work harder. Yeah, that I can, was the biggest I can, thing. I, I can work harder than I do. That was the biggest thing I got from it. Yeah, he he. Uh, He's a hard worker. Like, I can see how niggas cheat. Is that what you took from this doc? No. No, but in thinking about how hard he works, like, sometimes you're not on but for 10 seconds in the day for however many days. Mm -hmm. And I, as a man, can understand how that can be difficult. Okay. Like, I I know I was feeling just going to work uh, however, however many hours I was going to work and spending very little time at home. Like, we don't have to get into that right now, but as men, you, I think y'all know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I understand, I understand that about him. And I like the way that he, I like the way that he and his wife and his family and friends even attacked that aspect of things, the cheating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did he address? He addressed a lot of this shit I liked. Uh, I like the Oscar jokes. Or the, or the- this is the problem that I have. They took 15 seconds. Probably about 20. 15, 20 seconds. And they just played him saying that, but didn't give the whole thing. But in this day and age, people never do. That's the problem because you're doing it because you want that type of. You want that attraction. Right. And you want to, you want to join, you want to, you know, kind of not bash Kevin for what he did, but kind of like bash people that are kind of like, well, I don't want to say supporting but saying it makes sense even in the sense of when they and just like joey said they dived into his team talked about it he talked about it nico talked about it they all tackled this situation and everybody said he was wrong but the crazy thing is watching that i realized certain people need their team around them so they don't do anything crazy kevin said it like my team wasn't here i just did it on a whim right but he did try to get them right because he knew going forward like yo if i if i'm left to my own devices i'm gonna fuck up right which he fucked up because it's kind of like, I would say how an addict is mm-hmm. where an addict needs a support team around them at all times. Yeah, for the weak moments. Because if ones, there right. ever comes a point in time where the addict feels like he's going to relapse or she's going to relapse, they need that team around them to pull them back. Sponsor, right. To make sure that they don't do this. Okay, so let me get your take on what Button said about I can understand why he did it. How, how did that come across to you? Of why he, I understood what he was trying to say. I don't agree with it. I feel like what Joey was trying to say is him being. As busy as he is, he doesn't get time with his wife. Yeah. So he has needs and urges that need to be fulfilled. So he couldn't get it from his wife. So but just put a body there. They did explain the rest, because the first clip that we, let me credit the people, the first people, the first clip that we heard was from The Real, okay? Personally, I hate the show. I don't watch it, so I don't have any opinion on I, it. From, I remember when I first seen it when I was working at Sears. I'm like, what is this? Like, I literally was like, what is this? It's like ratified TV. And then I'm like, all right. And then I seen, I seen the host. I seen the people. Okay. I seen they had Adriana from 3LW. She's there. I know they have one of the twins. 
she's there. Lonnie Love, who I'm, oh, she's next. And then now they have Amanda. Eva? Yeah. So, because the other girl stepped down. Forgot the other one. And then they have the Asian girl. I don't pay that shit anymore. Yeah, it's the Asian, it's Amanda, it's Lonnie, or whatever, however you pronounce her name. And you know what I wonder sometimes with these types of shows? Mm-hmm. Do they go as hard on the women when they fuck up as they do the men? Because I noticed when when Kevin fucked up, it was a fuck Kevin brigade. Like when I mentioned Michael B. Jordan earlier about him dating a non-black woman. They said, fuck Michael B. Jordan, all this Hold other that. shit. Hold that. Hold on, I'm not done. Okay, I'm okay. Done. Okay, okay, go, go. But yet... Just this past weekend, when it was that Prince Harry is his name. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that one. Ooh, you you want to go there? Yes, I want to go. Do there. you want to go there right now? Because Megan never gets that smoke. Do you? No, 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 no. She's getting that smoke over there, which is why, but not here. Which is saying. why he's like, I'm out. I understand that. I understand him like, yo, I'm out. You disrespecting my wife. I get that. Right. I'm just talking about black people shitting on black men when they're not messing with a black woman. But they never get that. Serena don't get that smoke. <sighs> Megan's not you, getting that you smoke. You know how I feel about this. I'm just saying, if you don't give everybody no, no, smoke. But what I'm saying be, is. Just you, be fair with it. You know how I feel about that whole entire situation. It's deep. This conversation is deeper. Because let me tell you, the Prince Harry and Meg situation, that's getting addressed. Because I'm, t- it's layers to this. I got layers of this. I just want everybody to get the same smoke for what they do. But that's it, all I want. But that's not going to happen. That's all I want. I just want fairness. I know, but come on now. What? How does? How does Stephen A. say it? You want a fair? Go to a county. Go to one of those county fairs. They have pigs and everything there. That's the only time you're going to get a fair. I just hate that shit, yo. Like I do too. But this is why I said this is probably going to be the the. the like, I'm not holding nothing back on this one. All right. I'm going to shut up from here on. Well, I'm going <laughs> to shut up from right now. Okay? I'm pretty sure I got some other shit to say. Oh, I, trust me. Trust me. As as I go, I know you're going to go. This is... <laughs> Quick, is Ari Lennox on the docket? Hmm? Is Ari Lennox on the docket? No. With that whole troll shit? No. Uh, he was dogging. This random ass troll was dogging her. No. And Tiana Taylor? No, because... You did hear about that, right? I heard. I heard a little bit of it. Okay. And the only reason why I heard a little bit of it is because of the podcast, because of the Joe Bunn podcast, because they were talking about it. Okay. But other than that, I really didn't dive much into it because, like, like I said, I don't follow the Shade Room. I don't follow any of the- I didn't even see it on there. I saw it no, on Twitter. But I'm just saying, I don't- Right. You don't follow it. Any of that, right. you know? And the stuff that pops up on my trending, like when I go to trending, mm-hmm. I'll look and see- and then if it's something that like catches my attention, you'll go look. I'll go look. Right. You know, and then I'll be, I had to ask myself, do I really want to go look into this? Like earlier when we was talking offline, the whole AB situation, which we're not going to get into, no. but that was the situation where I was like, do I really want to list? Do I really want to look at this video? And then I looked at it and I was like, like, come the fuck on. But back to what we were talking about, Kev was wrong. He was. And there's no denying. He admits it. He's been open about it. Everything. Yes, he was wrong. He did what he did. But it goes back to this conversation that was pretty much all of 2019. Which was? Black men don't cheat. Okay. I'm not going to go and just single out black people, black men. I'm going to go to say 
men don't cheat. But the chick from the real, the Lonnie Love girl. Now, who is this? This is the black one that if you. I don't even know what. Okay. This, I don't even. I don't even. Yeah. Not at all. So you haven't heard what she had to say. No, I've heard nothing because I don't watch that shit. I present to you what she had to say. In the black community, I'm going to, you know, I don't speak for the black community, but I do think that a lot of black men, they really don't know how to have true faithful relationships. They think because they have money, because they have power, that they can treat women any kind of way. Lonnie love is saying things. And that <laughs> is something we need to work on. We need to work on uh, that, that money and power does not mean that you I can guess. just do whatever you want to do. I think sadly in so many cultures, that is the whole yeah. machismo thing. Like that, is, that goes across the board, but I, I'm going to no, say- it's not across the board because what- Okay, Adriana tried to clear and say it's across the border. It's every man. Lonnie Love started the conversation off saying, I'm not speaking on behalf of the black community. Adriana says it's across the border. She says, no, it's not. You're wrong. But you're not speaking on behalf of the black community. And I'm just thinking like, but what? you're saying she's wrong. It's a contradiction. There's more? Oh, yeah, there's more. What is happening is that we are still dealing with the point of uh, slavery and we are descendants of slavery. And because our families were broken up, we still do not have an idea of what, how to have together families because our families were broken up. Yeah, and until that, we really from start. From that perspective, I absolutely right. agree. Slavery, welfare reform in the 60s yes. and 70s. Like, it's a, this is a long, ooh. Long so when you, get, when you hear, because uh, I want to say, when you hear Joe Button say, mm -hmm. you know, well, you know, he works so hard. It, it's not a bad thing. He's saying, you know, Kevin don't want to be poor no more. Okay? So he's like, let me go out here and make this money because I don't want to go back to where I was in Philly. So what he was saying was he was using it as an excuse and we modernize it and say, but that's not, no, but what he, you got to understand the whole psychology behind it. That's the reason why he's working so hard because he don't want to go back to where he came from because then he'll lose the power and then working so hard is affecting his relationship. Exactly. Yeah. So it is a conundrum. Correct. Correct. Well, what the fuck? What? Where? Where did anybody say that it was okay for this to take place? Because he's famous and wealthy. Nobody said that. He clearly said, "I don't condone this shit." I wish people would listen to the entire story and not just what they want to hear when i heard this statement and first off skip that joe shit we don't come from slavery we are not descendants of slavery we're descendants of africa but we were just brought here but when you look at like the the lineage yes yes the it, lineage of black americans come from slavery right but we that's, don't that's kind of what she's trying to say but but yo, where's the love for the dudes that don't cheat and don't do the bullshit? But and like the Denzels of the world, where's the love for that man? Guys like that, they never highlight that. They always highlight the bullshit. Okay, that's the problem I have. Don't just highlight the bullshit. I will say this. Okay. Do men cheat? Yes, we do. Do women cheat? They do. Yes. We need to stop with this. I understand that Duval had a song and a hashtag and a hashtag 
and his movement that he made. But it wasn't even a, a serious movement. It was no, to it be became funny. a serious movement. It really did. It did, but that was but never But then his when attention. you have like people like Charlemagne, who has just openly admitted, I just stopped cheating how many years ago? And then you have Duval with his song. And then you have this big, massive arguments, like debates now over this. Like there was a panel for my brother's podcast. Okay. Men, a boatload of them Mm -hmm. on why black men don't cheat women why black men cheat it was it was probably the most intense conversation because on one hand because this is how they speak on black men or they spoke on the whole entire spectrum no they used black men okay because of the whole black men don't cheat aspect and most of the people that my brother worked with majority of them are black okay or of an ethnic ethnicity like a black or brown mm-hmm. so the way they had their setup is they had it where men spoke mm-hmm. then women spoke i want to say they came together but i could be wrong came together and did another one i could be wrong because i know i jumped in on the women's part i did because one of the girls had said something and i kind of you know i had to go in but this is how big this whole theme is. And I openly admit it. I've cheated. I have too. And then I explained. Not not recently. Not recently. Not recently. Three years. No. But like I in my former life. But I explained why I did. Because mm-hmm. everybody has a reason for cheating. Ego. Emo. E- ego, emo. That's pretty much it. Ego and emo. If you think about it, they all break down either ego or emo. Or a or like a a rush emo. It's emotional. So it's just an emotional in a different way. Okay, okay, I can see what you're saying. So I remember the day, like I remember when I started doing it, and it was right when like oh, like the whole player thing was out, and everybody was like oh, you know, the player thing been out forever. I I know, but when when we we stepped into it, when we heard and we were introduced to it, Mm -hmm. I was all in. I can't tell you the amount of things that I did when I was younger. Like the shit I was doing when I was like 12, 13, 14 was shit that like you started dumb early. I seen older dudes doing. I was doing what they were doing. So you were just copying what you saw. Right. I was doing what they were doing. I was mirroring with, but then I was kind of trying to catch on to the their their fuck ups. And learn how to how to dodge. Right. Then it happened to me. Mm-hmm. And when it happened to me, I was like, fuck, like this is how it really feels. And then I, you know, kind of was like, all right, well, I'm gonna crank it up some more. You mean when you say it happened to you, what do you I was cheated on. Okay. And when it happened, I said, okay, you know, and I cranked it up. Turn up time. Right. Cause you hurt. Right. And then I kind of, you know, I, I settled. And then once I settled, I said, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, go any further. And then, you know, after that incident failed out i kind of went back to just doing me quote unquote i would say this was probably my whole phase Mm -hmm. and then i ran into my daughter's mother that happened rest is history then i ran into the ex (laughs) i ran into the ex and it was dealing with her that i realized the true reason why I was doing what I was doing. 
See, certain people have other reasons why. Mine is more of a, like you said, emotional and emo. But then there's another part too, which is, uh, it's going to sound funny, but it's a spiritual thing. Okay, break this down. I'm intrigued. The sins of the father is passed on to the youngest son. Right. Or just the son in general. It's traditionally, that's the, that's the thing. The sins of the father is passed on to the youngest. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I had that epiphany, me and the ex was arguing. We got into it. And it felt like somebody was just like, okay, bring the volume down. And when the volume came down with me and her, I started to sit there and it's like I was having a highlight reel play in my head. And as a highlight reel was being played in my head, I was seeing all the things that I've done. Mm-hmm. Everything that I was seeing done, I was seeing what he, my father did. And I was like, oh, shit. You just life cycle repeating this, though. I'm doing exactly what he was doing. I've said I would never drink because my dad. So I avoided one thing. But you got picked up another. But the other thing, the one that, because I was like, okay, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to drink because I know what drinking did to him. Mm-hmm. It took his, it took. It changed him. It took his family away. Mm-hmm. But not only did him drinking take the family away, his infidelity and cheating took the family away. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I kept telling her this. I kept saying that. I kept saying like, I like, it's like I was talking to her, but I was more so talking to myself. Like it was like, I was talking, I was seeing myself in her. Mm. So I was talking to her, but it was like, I was talking to myself and I was saying it. I'm like, yo, like the fuck. So when I see or hear them saying this, like her saying that the black community, black men in the community, like black men, they they don't know how not to cheat. I'm like, first off, you sound stupid because sometimes it doesn't have to be the fact that, you know, I know dudes that have not had their father around them because she's like, oh, the abandonment and all this other stuff, like they're, you know, of slavery and all this and the father's not being him. around. huh? You're looking at right. Him. And it's not like he left, but right. Yeah. Father's not being around. They're not seeing all this and the third, but I'm like, okay, but everybody sees what they see on TV, right? Everybody watches TV. One of the biggest shows in the fucking world was the Cosby show where you seen a successful doctor and a successful lawyer with a boatload of kids. Not one time was there ever an episode where they talked about divorce. Nothing. You can go more reason than that. You go Fresh Prince. Look at that. Well, Fresh Prince, it was the episode where it was one instance, though. They were about to have the breakup or whatever. But I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, you can go Martin. Right. It's it's examples out there. Right. But I'm talking about as far as like the the the, the structure of the home. Yes, the structure of the home. Because she was saying how we as Black men, I don't know how she's speaking on behalf of black men, but she's saying that we. <laughs> Yo, that's so crazy. Everybody wants to speak on the wait, behalf of black she's, men. She, wait, mind we you. We can't speak on. Wait, women. mind you. She said, I'm not speaking on behalf of black community. And then when Adriana said it's boredom, it's across the board. She was like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. She tried to not make it just a black thing. You made it a black thing, which then goes back to you being one of the catalysts and one of the reasons and one of the lightning rods of putting 
black men down, which then leads into why black men. And I'm I'm so sorry that I'm about to say this, but this is why black men date out. Because instead of well, you know what I, me personally, I can't say that. No, no, I, I know you can't say that, but I'm saying because this it's is not a, just a black woman thing. It's, no, but what I'm saying is, is you think about that. Okay, you you think about this clip that I just played mm-hmm. and how she pretty much attacked the black community, the black men. That's why I said. That's why I brought up Ari Lennox because of her situation. Okay. With dude trolling her, saying mm-hmm. her and Tiana look a certain way. And she turned around and said, black men never put, always putting down black women because of this one dude. Yeah, but I'll, I'll take that. Okay. And I'll counter it with how many times have we seen other people? How many times have we seen women Talk about how they want to get a this world on. Like I said earlier, Serena gets no smoke. Meghan Markle is applauded. Both are white dudes, non-black dudes. Not a word is said. Now some they're applauding. Some women do feel some type of way, like, oh, you should be with a black dude, but it's very minimal. But it's very low. That's what I'm saying. It's very <laughs> minimal. But it's 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 low. It's, and it's not even amplified like that. It's not. But like I said, Michael B. Jordan. Tay Diggs. We can go down the list. Terrence Howard. Jeezy. Kobe. <laughs> killed for years for not being with a black woman. The number one person, the number one black person that was killed. I mean, but I I guess, I can't say I guess, but he did say things about the Wesley Snipes. He was openly saying like, yo, I'm, I don't date black women. But that's his preference. Right. But black women can turn around and have that same preference and not a word be said. So that's the shit I don't like. Like, if you're gonna be mad at Wesley, be mad at somebody else on the opposite side of the spectrum that feels the exact same way. Right. Fairness. So I think about that. And like I said, and that's why, that's one of the reasons why. Like, me personally, I don't see color. You know me, I, I don't see color. To me, love is love. Now, when people say they don't see color, some wild shit behind that. If I was to fall in love with the white girl. Oh, mom ain't gonna like that shit one. But, but if she's doing good by me mm-hmm. and taking care of me and supporting me and making and just being everything that a woman should be in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Why should it matter what their skin color is? Because unfortunately in America, skin matter, skin color matters. To certain, to certain people, to certain people. Like I know. This country I, is built on that bullshit. And, and I know that, but I kind of want to get back to this of like just her bashing black men mm-hmm. because that's what really pissed me off about this whole situation mm-hmm. because it's situations like that. It's situations that I see on social media of people praising or saying all this stuff about how they can't find a good man. Mm-hmm. Right. They can't find a good man. They're doing all this stuff. They just want to find somebody that's going to treat them like a queen or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you have that person that genuinely is interested in you, he may not have a car, but he has his license, but he may not have a car, but he can still like, for example, if I didn't have my car, but I had my license, I was talking to somebody who has a car. I can easily be like, okay, I'm going to come over there. 
We can leave. I'll drive. Whatever the turn, mm -hmm. you get called a broke dude. My point exactly. Hear me out. I'm not done. (laughs) So that's one example. Another one. He may not have the best paying job, Mm -hmm. but he's working. But if he says, okay, you know, let's go out. And then let's just say he's like, you know, can we, you know, split the bill or whatever? Because, you know, I ain't got it all. I ain't got it all. Right. Mm -hmm. What? You nah. Or my favorite, my favorite one gives you too much attention. That's the thing. Oh, see you, you, you've been out of the the game. You're, you're out of the game. The Jersey's retired for you. Right. I'm in these. You're in the mud. Yes. Yes. And yes, there's people that have legitimately sat here and will get upset. We'll get upset if they get a text message in the morning. Good morning, beautiful. I was just texting you. Have a good day. But you know what? That's probably due to social media and the social construct now. But then they're chasing the ones don't give a fuck about them. Well, we've done that. I know for sure I've done that in my past. But then that's the problem because see, eventually what's going to happen is some, eventually those good dudes are going to turn it's the cycle. One or two things is going to happen. I'll use this analogy. Might be a little dark. Oh, well, you have a table and you have a key that can get you to that door and through that door is happiness, your dream relationship, whatever you want. Then you have Novocaine, a lim- an unlimited to su- supply of Novocaine that you're just going to numb yourself to this pain that you've been feeling. Or then you can go to the drastic measure and just say, fuck love, fuck it all, fuck love, fuck it all. I don't give a fuck about these females. They are beneath me. I'm just going to fucking leave them. Like y'all are nothing to me. Y'all are disposable. Mm-hmm. They're going to get to that point. Now, you know, they're about to take that clip and chop it, right? <laughs> you can take that clip and chop it. And I will gladly come on to whatever y'all platform y'all want to have this conversation on and have this conversation because we cannot continue to sit here and attack and bash. You can't continue to bash each other. Right. It's, it's a no win situation. Like, it's just like, I really found it to be funny because I came across something a while, like this past week in talks of the whole Prince Harry mm-hmm. and this clip. Yo, speaking of that situation, I saw people online calling Meghan Markle toxic. I've seen it too. I was like, I've seen it too. Like, so she's supposed to sit there and get disrespected? Like, but someone had said, Give me a Prince Harry. Give me that Prince Harry love. How do they know what that Prince Harry love is? Based off of the fact that he made a statement saying, I lost my mother and now I watch my wife fall victim to the same powerful force of being mistreated and what it caused his mother, like the pain that it caused his mother. Her life, basically. Right. And he's seeing the same happen yeah, to his wife. It, right? And he's like, no, nah, I'm not going for this shit. I'm out. Right. Right. And now everybody is praising him for standing by his wife, which is what you're supposed to do. Right. But the same people that are praising him is the same ones that are not giving the guy that may not have it all right now. You're not giving him any attention. You're not giving him any play because he doesn't have the complete total package of what you want. But then you basically you're saying you could have a Prince Harry. You just looking in the wrong direction. 
yeah, you want a Prince Harry, but you're looking at like I'm gonna use an Aladdin reference. You're looking at your far. Not an Aladdin reference though. I, there was no other person I can come up with. Okay. Thinking of royalty, thinking of all this. Okay, you 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 have like and we had this conversation and I'm going on a tangent. We had this conversation. This is why I personally had a beef with family matters. Yeah. So for those that don't understand <laughs> why we brought up family matters, if you think about the story of Stefan Urkel and Laura. Steve, Steve Urkel. Because it was Steve Urkel. It was Steve Urkel. Then he, first, became, then he became Stefan. Mm-hmm. And you know, Urkel was the guy that would give Laura the world at the drop of a dime. Mm-hmm. But Stefan was the quote unquote cool guy that really didn't give a shit and just, you know, popped in when it was necessary. And Laura was head over heels over Stefan, but overlooked Urkel, even though they were the same person. Because Urkel didn't fit what she wanted. He drove a, a buggy she didn't, that he built. He didn't fit what she wanted. Mm-hmm. So I felt, and I've been in that position where. I've wanted to be accepted by somebody that I loved to measurements and points that I was going completely out of character. Oh, yeah. Fucking right. See, you may be thinking one thing, but I'm thinking of something completely different. You told me some of these other stories. Okay. I wasn't just talking about that specific situation. Other times. So I've done that. So when one of the mental breakdown moments that I had this weekend was kind of in, in that same realm, mm-hmm. you've said it and everybody who knows me knows the type of person I am. I would give the shirt off my back to those that I get really close with. Mm-hmm. And if there is any type of connection between me and somebody, I go above and beyond. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then there's times where I would, it like energy may be off or whatever, or I would notice that certain people, okay, certain people will come around and their sole purpose is they need something. I always got their hand out. Like I made, like when I had this breakdown, mm-hmm. something told me, Let's see how many people would react to what you say. So. Oh, social experiment. I went. Always down for those. I went to Facebook and I went to Snapchat and I went to Instagram and I made a stat. And I said, it's interesting to me how you can go from being fine and then within a split of a second, you're depressed. Mm -hmm. I can count the number on one hand of people that reached out to me. And some of the people that didn't reach out to me is the ones that will hit me up with their hand out. Always like that. But whenever something's wrong with them, anytime, I'm always like, you good? What's going on? What's up? Mm -hmm. But then I turn around and I'm, I wasn't at a point of being like, I'm going to do, I'm going to hurt myself. No, no. But it was like, that's interesting because I was at a point where it's like, damn, like I'm really am. You're not, you're not right right now. Right. Like I'm really having this, like I legit Saturday, it happened like Saturday evening. It happened. Something said it. A spirit came into me, said, say it, put it out there. I put it out. I went back to doing what I was doing. I was binging. 
I was watching mad shit. And in the course of watching whatever I was watching, there was moments that I wouldn't think of that I would get emotional, mm-hmm. but I started to get emotional and I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the hell am I getting this emotional? Like, why am I sitting here crying over what? And it's like, okay, here I am being the person that I am and reaching out for all these, any person, and you know, like whatever. And then I'm watching to see, cause you know, on Instagram and on Facebook, not Facebook, but on Instagram and on Snap, if you post a story, you can see who's looking at it. You do it on Facebook too. Oh, I'd say I, I didn't post it on, I didn't post it as a story on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I just made a stat and I'm looking at the people who's, who's looking mm-hmm. and I'm like, you, oh, you asked me for something. So you're just taking mental notes, basically. Oh, you asked me for something. But you didn't mm. reach out when I needed it. Mm. That's how people normally go. But heaven forbid if I actually did go off that deep end. Oh, we're going to, you're, you're going to see a whole bunch of shit like, oh my God, I wish he, I, I, he could have just reached out. That's how it always is. <laughs> they all went, when shit looks bad, people might say something. But when it doesn't, people don't give a shit. Like, oh, I guess he, I, he ain't put it up on social media, so it didn't happen. He don't feel no kind of way. I guess he good. Because as people say, if you don't post about it, snap about it, take a picture about it, take a video about it, it didn't happen. That's the world we live in. So my whole take on just this. We still on Cav? This <laughs> <laughs> involved in something else. We're, 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 not in, we're not back on Kev, but we're back on the whole theme of this whole thing of just cheating. Mm-hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, it's... People cheat for, like you said, emo, ego. I will even throw spiritual out there because of what I said. And I just think that certain people, like if you feel in your spirit that you that you may not be able to be committed to something or be committed in a relationship like that, you shouldn't. And you should be very open about the relationship, like be open about who you are. Mm hmm. Because I think that's one of the biggest things that people are not doing is they're not being open and honest with one another, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like if you were to do that, obviously shit will be a lot better. True. Because then it's like, OK, you know what you signed up for. Like I told you who I was, what I was about, like somebody that I, I talked to said that mm-hmm. this is what I, this is who I am. This is what I do. Sometimes I do this. Sometimes if I feel like it's too much or if I'm going through a lot, sometimes I will distance myself. You did nothing wrong, but sometimes I distance myself because of everything that's going on. I have to tell myself this because there's times when I will be trying to reach and I don't hear nothing. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, well, fuck, what did I do? Because that's my first instinct is, damn, what did I do? Yeah, but that leads back to another issue that you've had in your past. Because of that incident. Right. But that's what I did. I explained to her the reason, because she was like, yo, you, you didn't do nothing. I was like, let me explain why I react this way. I react this way because of this incident. Because when it happened. That's how I felt. Yeah. Like I put the blame on me. Right. 
And that's hard to kind of be like realizing I was 12 when that happened. Mm -hmm. I didn't get told about that feeling till last year. It's probably affected some of your decisions. It's affected a lot, (laughs) you know, and just, and that's why I go back to, if you like people need to go seek therapy because everybody has some form of trauma. I didn't know that incident with my father leaving was trauma for me because when I think of trauma, and we had this conversation. When I think of trauma, I think of like wow, seeing somebody get their head blown off. Right. I, I being in my like the car accident that I was in. That's that's considered trauma to me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that you can have like emotional trauma, and that's what I suffered: emotional trauma. So learning about that, being able to be like, oh, that's why. And then everything starts to make sense. Okay. Well, now let me explain to anybody that I'm ever going to get into a relationship with. This is what happens. And this is why I'm going to react the way I'm going to react. I'm going to try to not react this way. But if I do, don't get upset. Don't be like. Well, you can't tell them how to react. Well, no, I'm not. I'm saying like, just don't. I just understand. Understand where I'm coming from. Right. And then you wouldn't like a lot of turn. You got to deal with this shit too. And I'm willing to, but I can't sit there and, you know, like I have to understand that not everybody can and will react like me. I learned that a long time ago, bro. I'm realizing this now. (laughs) Like everybody don't move the way I move. I move to a beat of my own drum. Right. But like I tell people, I'm I'm cut from a different cloth. Like when you, if a female, and I'm not tooting no horn, but if a female gets in a relationship with me, it's going to be hard press. To find another rapper hard as you? <laughs> I hate you. It was right there, dude. I know. You lobbed it right up there. Come on. It was one of them accidental lobs. I didn't mean to lob so it up there. You to shoot it, but it went off the glass and I just happened to catch that joint. So, but it's, it's, I'm just being honest right. because of just the way I'm built and the type of person that I am, you know, like I will do things. I'll give you an example. If, if, you know, somebody makes somebody share something and if I'm talking to them, they share it and it's something that they may want or whatever. I don't say nothing. I just sit in the back. I look at it. I go to the site. I copy it. I keep it put in my notes and I get it. Mm-hmm. no hesitation you know that's the type of person I like to show the appreciation but then I follow it like I will tell you things but then I follow it with action look at this I you love nigga putting his his, his no, profile it, out here this is this is just in general though no, I'm joking I'm I know <laughs> this is in general because a lot of people a lot of people can say whatever they want to say like I, you can I tell people this all the time not just females but I say this to anybody Anybody can tell you they miss you, they love you, they want to see you, whatever. It's the action that validates that statement. Right. So, like, I fall on deaf ears when I hear people say, oh, man, like, yo, what's up? I'm trying to, you know, I want to see you. Let's get up. What's your number? Like, 
Dog, you know how to reach me. If you wanted to reach me for real, you'd reach me right now. Like, it's funnier to me when it's the opposite sex. Because you know, you would know how to get in contact with me. Right. You know, especially with social media. Like, it's tons and tons of ways to reach out. Right. It's not, you, don't even, you don't even have to have my number to reach me. You don't. You can just sit there and be like, all right, I'm going to find them. Do whatever. Because, I mean, there's, there's been countless situations that I've encountered where the, the interest was there. But it doesn't materialize? No. But then you're saying these things. You're making these statements. You're saying things like, I'm trying to get snatched. It's all a show. But then you have someone of interest, but then... But as you said, you don't fit the profile. You're Urkel to them. Not Stefan. Well, if you watched All the Family Matters, you know what happens at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Urkel gets her. <laughs> yeah, because at the end, she finally realized y'all have been fucking up this entire time. Right. But everybody don't get that. And that's the point. That Urkel will move on and find Nagora that appreciates That's them the like point. But Urkel had that. Yeah. Urkel had that with Myra. And Urkel still sat there and was telling Myra, I love her. You're my girl, but I'm in love with her. Yeah, he was a wild boy for that one. He was honest, though. I respect his honesty. I give it a buck. I, I, yo, wow. And Myra stayed. And she stayed. Lord, I deserve Urkel, man. Nah, now nah, I'm on your band. <laughs> she didn't deserve Urkel, yo. Dude, listen. Like, I think of that and I think of all this stuff. And then it's just, it makes me think of this saying that Tyree said that I have here that I want you to listen to because I I remember when I posted this on my Instagram and this was before you could do like a story Mm -hmm. but you can like record videos Mm -hmm. and they didn't have where you had multiple videos it was Mm -hmm. just okay I had one video then the next post was another video and then the next post was another video I remember going through a point in time where it was like damn like I was dealing with the ex. Part one or part two? I was dealing with Tweedle E. No, I didn't, I didn't mean like who. I knew he was referring to. I'm talking about which time. The initial or the aftershock? You got to remember, this is a three-part series. Is it? That's a three-parter. That's a three-parter. We dated. We broke up. We reconnected. That was part two. We fell out. And then we you reconnected again. You know what? Part three is when I checked out. <laughs> That's what I remember. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I can't. Okay, I'm out. Part three, I kind of just kept it to myself. Yeah, that's when I checked out. He's like, you yeah. know what? I'm done. I kept it to myself. I mean, I mean, I, I still remember the cuss out that I received. I remember when Saad called oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, chewed yeah. my head off for like an hour straight. Because at that point, we was... We was Mentally drained. Right. Which why I say we should have never been. That's why I said on the resolution, Mm -hmm. I went back to my younger self. Mm -hmm. Mind your business. Because your relationship wasn't my business. Right. Even though you kind of put me in it and I'm right with you because you're my man's. But but I still should have stayed out of it. But you see, that was where I was wrong Mm -hmm. because I shouldn't been going to you about whatever's going on. I mean, sometimes you need to vent, though. Some, yes. But to that extent that we went, every, we shouldn't have gotten there. Every, everything that happened 
You got it. You know about. It got out of hand. Like, you know about every situation in that relationship. Well, the situation is down the street from my house. No, but I'm saying, even when, like, I didn't have to every situation. You didn't, but you knew I was going to win my ear. I know, but I had to not do that. Right. You know, and I know that now, but it was the third part. Yeah. It was the, the trilogy. It was the end. And... I was sitting there. I sat at home. I was in total darkness watching the fucking Tyrese interview. Weird, but all right. Because it was, I, I don't know why I was watching it, but something. I don't mind you. In total darkness, though? But so, it was at night, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but something he said caught my attention and it just resonated to me. Mm-hmm. And it kind of. Did it replay itself recently? Is that Not, why it's on your mind? To a degree. Okay. To a degree. Not necessarily the situation, but just the quote itself. Not necessarily like, not everything he said. Mm-hmm. Not everything. More so towards the end of what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Just here. I swear, man, I told this woman, if I was stranded on it, I was so bored. Every time I went through the worst periods of my life with, on a personal level, this woman didn't know what to say or do to help me to get through. Mm. You were physically there, but I still felt alone. I said to her, if I was stranded on an island and they said you can take either a thing or a person, it wouldn't be you. You told her that? I told her that. Oh, That's she why you could have just, just brought that. That, that, that wasn't, that wasn't about that. tearing her down. Sheesh. Listen, okay. I'm already on an island and I feel by myself. When you get in the most vulnerable, dark spaces in your life, when you're dealing with the roughest patches, your wife is and your girl or whoever is supposed to be there to help you to get through. It's me and my baby. There's nobody else. You can't buy me nothing to fix this. You can't pull up a car with a ribbon on it to fix it. Mm-hmm. I need to have a conversation with my woman, with my wife. That. Mm-hmm. I remember that interview. That tail end mm-hmm. is what resonated to me. Mm-hmm. Because it's like that's you know if I'm in a dark position versus men in general, which is goes back to this theory of cheating. There's a and anybody who is religious knows this story. I don't remember the exact person, but there's a person in the Bible. He was like this ruler, and the he went to this one woman, and all he did was he put his head on her lap and she just rubbed his head. Mm -hmm. We as men, right? And I'm not discrediting or I'm never bad or I'm never going to talk down on the the hardship that a woman has to go through in the world, especially a black woman. Right. I'm not discrediting that. But we are programmed to be and to feel that the man is the one that puts on the armor and goes out to the world and has to deal with all this drama, all this bullshit, everything that they have to go through. Mm-hmm. And when they come home, which is kind of interesting if you really watch like a movie and how this is broken down, when the man comes home from work, depending on the line of job that he's in, you see him, he walks in, if he's a lawyer, or if he's like a whatever, he has his briefcase, he walks in, he puts the briefcase down, kind of undoes his tie, kind of undoes the button, and he tries to decompress. Mm-hmm. 
and he goes to a coping mechanism. Which is probably liquor. Right. He grabs the, he gets the little shot glass. He grabs a little cup or glass. Get poured. Pours get, a little bit. Throws it back. Right. And that's his way. Mm-hmm. If the woman is not there for him to kind of vent, if he needs to vent about something, because now we're in a state and we're in a day and age where now men, women want men to be more outspoken about how they feel. Tell me how you feel. Like, let us know how you feel. But if we try to, you downplay how we feel. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going through that right now. But I'm not getting downplayed. I'm being encouraged. But for me, as you know, I'm so used to holding shit in. But see. Dealing with shit on my own. mm -hmm. Now I'm trying to change that and be more outspoken. Right. So you're being encouraged. But most men aren't being encouraged. Right. So when they're not being encouraged and they keep getting pushed and they keep getting talked down on, they go look for the next person that's going to encourage them. That's going to be that lap that they can lay their head on. And at that split second, just like how a woman will cheat and it's first the emotional connection, then it becomes physical. Now we're starting to see that same change or we're not we're not starting to see that but that could be the same change that we have with men a man can sit there try to talk to his wife try to talk to his girl and she's like i got my own shit going on right but then you want us who go into war out here as black men because you know every time we go out there it's it's a possibility we might not make it home right and the bullshit that we deal with and then we got to come home and then we have to Instead of us trying to take our armor off and put our head on your lap, we can't even put our head on your lap because you're like, the fuck off me. Like, I don't want to be bothered with you. So then they go to the next one. They find another coping mechanism because they're not going to resort to drinking. They're not going to resort to smoking weed. They're not going to resort to working out or being with their boys or whatever. They're going to go to the next thing that can make them feel good for that split second. Right. And we are not condoning cheating. Once again, I'm not, we are not. I'm just trying to shed more light. Like she's trying to be like, Oh, well, you know, it's for ego. It's for power. It's for money. No, sometimes it can legitimately just be, I'm just want, I'm just going through this <laughs> shit and you're not really trying to fuck with me. Right. So I'm going to go who, to who is, it may be wrong. It, it definitely is. It's like that Trey, Trey Songz had a song talking about, on his first album, talking about the things you do make me want to cheat on you. Yes, he did. He did because I played that song religiously. It's real shit, though. One year. Like, seriously. And then if you, okay, then if you continuously accuse somebody of doing something, eventually they're going to do it. Which... <laughs> Sometimes I think that statement is dumb, but it's true. I haven't found a person that has been accused of something consistently that doesn't do it. I haven't. Have I? I'm a victim. You kept accusing me of cheating. Well, guess what? Mm, see, see, you can accuse me all you want. I know what I'm not doing. I know. But if you keep on pressing me about it and I'm 
I'm not. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> See, I don't have that fucking in me. I I don't anymore. <laughs> but at one point I did. Because mm-hmm. it was like, yo, like. But you know what's crazy? If we're thinking about the same situation, they were constantly accusing you because they were doing some bullshit. Oh, most definitely. That's what that is. Most definitely. They were. Yeah. And it, we ain't got to get into it. We, we just know <laughs> they were doing some bullshit. And that's why they was on your head about it. Right. They thought, oh, if I'm doing it, then they must be doing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, my whole thing is that, you know, everybody, <laughs> you know, people can be like, oh, black men don't cheat. You know. Nigga, everybody cheat. Right. No matter the nationality. Right. You know, and everybody's like, and this is the thing, like everybody was not more people are talking about just how good that series was. More people are talking about that moment. Why would, like I said, why would they focus on the positive shit? Negativity runs the world. I've been saying this forever, long before social media, even with the news when we was growing up. Mm -hmm. Just dealing with Buffalo. Every time you hear about the East Side, it's something negative. Right. Never anything positive. Same thing with the West Side. Right. But it's just, it's just one of those things where it's just like, and that's why what I want to start doing on this pod is I want to end on a positive note. Yeah, because there's enough sad shit going on out here. So starting on this episode, mm-hmm. we'll end this episode with some form of like a... Like a positive send-off? Yeah. A positive send-off uh, either a clip like this week I have a clip or a positive like quote or whatever. Like it's ironic because actually I have two. I have a quote and then I have. So are we doing positive sleepers? You can say. <laughs> okay. I wasn't prepared. You can say that. Uh, Cause I mean, I, I can go on forever about this fucking topic, but I'm deciding not to because. We already probably been around what hours change. Yeah, about an hour and a half. So today, as it is January 13th of the day of recording, it was 15 years ago today, Coach Carter, the movie came out. Damn, it's been 15? Yes. What was that, 05? Yeah, it was 05. Yeah, I was a junior in high school. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Senior. No, yeah, I was getting ready to graduate. Senior. Because remember, I graduated in 04. You're a year behind me. So, <laughs> so Sports Center, Sports Center had posted, oh, it was 15 years, 15 years ago, Coach Carter inspired us with this classic line. And of course, it was from Mr. Cruz. Oh, you mean Steph Curry before Steph Curry? Right. When he goes, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. That quote was like, I remember that scene. Yeah, that was at the end. No, that wasn't at the end. That wasn't that was, at the end. That was when he uh That was at when the when they took the exam, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was that was when they was in the gym. Yeah, they're taking in the gym taking the test. Because they did the lockout. Right. And he was about to, I think he was about to quit because he said that if you, he said that if they voted to have them play, he would quit. And they voted 
And then when he was getting ready to leave, he walked past the gym and seen that they were in the gym and they said they can unlock the doors, but that doesn't mean that we have to play. Right. Great movie. Great movies. Inspired by a true story. <laughs> you see, these, some of these young heads wasn't born. Well, they was born, but right. they don't know. So I know this was not, you know, probably and random. It was random. I know that this episode was pretty much like I had a lot of shit to get off my chest. Um, yeah, he told me going in like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking this episode because I'm feeling some type of way. I am. I, I was. But you know what? Like we've said and we're going to continue to like say it. You know, we kind of wanted to take a step back from talking about all the trash. Yeah. And we kind of want to get back to more personal shit. Right. But seeing those, if we talked about Will Smith earlier, Bad Boys is coming out this week. Been waiting 15 years for that. No, <laughs> not longer than that. 17 years. It's 25 years. Since the first one. Right. Damn. Yo, we are washed. <laughs> God, <laughs> So. Cycle. Will Smith, Will Smith and Martin was doing their press run. They were on the Breakfast Club. Before they was on the Breakfast Club, they was at Sway. Oh, see, I didn't watch the Sway one. Will Smith dropped a gem. And I leave this gem for the audience till next week. So this is Views from the Two with your boy, Chi. And your boy, Sean Pesos. Continue to show love and support. Subscribe to us if you haven't subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Holler at us on Spotify. Holler at Spotify. Um, if you are listening and tuned in on Anchor, you can leave a voice message. You can comment. You can leave the applause, whatever you want to do. You don't fuck with us. You can tell us that too. Right. You know, we did get another. Um, did get a comment. We did get another comment on the podcast. And I'm going to read it because, damn it, I want to start doing this where we are going to acknowledge the people that are showing us love. And I believe I know who this is. I Good, because I didn't. I believe. I believe I know who this is, but I could be wrong. I don't even check the comments. I, I know, but see, this is the thing. Like, we, you know, I have to realize, okay, I have to start. We have to start yeah, kind yeah, of doing yeah. these yeah. things. I mean, I acknowledge I acknowledge who fucks with us. Right. So this person says, great people gave us a five star. I would say the name, but I don't know how to pronounce it. So just going to slide on by that. Right. I'll spell it. It's W I E B E U E V. You guys are truly amazing because the things that you guys talk about, I can relate to them. There was not, even a minute that was boring to listen to. It was a mix of funny, relaxing, and also deep conversation. I definitely, I'm definitely going to listen to all those episodes that I missed and look forward to hearing more from you guys. Appreciate you, homie. So continue to do that. Continue to show the love. Continue to do all that stuff that you have for us. Um, we will be doing our Instagram real soon, hopefully by the end of the month. We just are working on some things right now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy month. Right. So 
I'm not. We're not going to hold you up any longer. We are getting the out of here. Right. But I do leave you the great words of the Fresh Prince, Will Smith. Before you put a clip, y'all be safe out here. Yes, be safe. If you are within the city of Buffalo, I do believe we're supposed to be getting caught. Don't, 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 let's not. Okay. Let's not and say we did. Okay. <laughs> y'all be safe out here. Let's not and say we did. Let's just be safe out here. Let's, we'll, we'll see y'all next week because I, I, I don't want to hear it. Okay, okay, okay. Till next week. Deuces. Everybody has dreams. And, and, and as much as you, you, you want to be able to listen a little bit because somebody's going to give you a gem, but you, nobody knows but you. You can't get advice on what you should do with your life, right? Nobody knows what you are. Like even, even sometimes you don't really even know what you, what you are. You got to take your shot. And it's like, as much as you want people to agree and you want the people around you to be supporting your dreams and all, it's not going to be like that all the time. You got to do it alone. And people will help you. And when you when you get the ball rolling, people will jump on. But if you don't believe, nobody else is going to believe. People come along because your belief is so insane that your belief is so strong that makes people be like, "Yo, this crazy ass." Yeah. <laughs> 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 my ass, my ass, my You ass a little funny. You ass a little funny. <laughs> You know, but you know, following your dreams is a lonely, solitary, scary, dangerous pursuit. You can't wait for somebody to think you can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like they they because they don't think you can do nothing they can't do. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it it's a lonely, scary, dangerous pursuit. And you got to be willing to risk everything to become that seed of what you believe you is in there. Mm-hmm. You got to be fearless. fearless. You got to be relentless.